Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. What is going on, everyone? Good morning or good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. It is the fightful post show for Wrestle Kingdom 18 that just took place in Tokyo at the Tokyo Dome. I got two outstanding people, Scott Edwards and Mr. SP3 of True Hill Heat with me. We are going to do a quick show for you because we are really all tired and we want to go to bed. But, uh, <laughs> So let's just start off with a bang. Uh, the Rambo match started off, and uh, remember to any... like the video and share yep. and all that good stuff. <laughs> Thank you. Send super chat so Rob can get paid, and hopefully Sean Russap watch the opening to this show, and he can finally ha- give me a job at Fightful. Send us. There you chat. go. I'd like that because yeah. I would have forgotten about the hit the no, like. No, I would have no, got the. I would have no. got the hit the like button at the end of the show, but. But yeah, leave a comment, hit that like button. That goes a long ways for us. And uh, of course, subscribe to Fightful Select. But uh, you guys might see a cat going behind me. I'm not sure. But um, yeah, let's get started. The Rambo match. Scott, I'll start with you. What do you think of this? Man, the Rambo matches are all the same to me at this point. Like They just kind of morph together year after year. Um, there's always at least one person that pops me at least in that year. Uh, this time was Fujita uh, Junior Hayato of Michinoku Pro. Uh, if you know his story, that was a really cool moment for him. He may have not been in the match for a long time, but I really enjoyed that. Uh, but overall, I'm upset that Taichi got eliminated before the Final Four. I wanted him in there. Uh, but I'm excited for Great Okan because it does feel like this might finally be his moment to win something in this company. But, you know, watch me be wrong. Come New Year's Dash. <laughs> so, SP3, how about yourself? Uh, there was a couple of people that I thought were criminally in this matchup. Like, Tomohiro Ishii should never be in the Rambo. He should always have a singles match, preferably for the Never Openweight Championship, because he always delivers in those. Uh, someone like Jeff Cobb and 
pretty much the entire United Empire contingent that was in this matchup. Hanare, who's had a great year with some five-star matches with the likes of Shingo Takagi, uh, great Okan, who's been doing great work and coming off the heels of one of his best matches uh, just a couple of months ago against John Moxley. I wish they were more, but it's good that they were highlighted in this matchup. And like Scott said, it seems like the great Okan is the favorite to win tomorrow at New Year's Dash. So I'm always for that. Yo was very interesting here in that he <laughs> felt like he was junior, junior Taguchi doing a couple of like Taguchi kind of mannerisms. Uh, at first, at first one point he took off his shoes when he came into the ring and he was wrestling in socks and he takes the socks off and he's wrestling barefoot. He's doing the rope walk, and then he gets crotched. Uh, so a lot of interesting things with Yo. So I don't know if this is a new kind of person persona for him there. So that was another notable thing. And, of course, Azuki uh, making his appearance and getting the, uh, the fingers back and fingering a whole bunch <laughs> of people. He fingered people to death. In this I'm time. glad somebody got fingered. Um, yeah. but Me too. Yeah. yeah. Though the, the final four was Great Okan, Toriyano, uh, Ishimori and Yo. So uh, I'll pay money it, for Toroyano to stop being in these final fours. I please, <laughs> please <laughs> don't you dare deny me my Toriyano. Toriyano, the greatest comedy wrestler, move over our troop. It's Toriyano's time. I love our <laughs> Poor guy. Uh, all right. So the first match, we have the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Championship match. Bullet Club War Dogs taking on Catch-22. Um, this match, I was, I'll be honest, I was pretty freaked out by TJP. I want to hear uh, SP3. What do you think of this match? A solid opener to the show. I think, of course, yeah, the big standout from the show is going to be, uh, from this matchup, is going to be Filipino fiend uh, TJP, who uh, was decked out in a whole new persona, coming off the heels of Bullet Club War Dogs, beating Catch-2-2 on the final show in Kurgan Hall just two weeks ago. He was uh, put in the coffin. He lost the coffin match, and now he comes back to life here in the entrance, and the look was definitely definitely scary it took it took a lot of people aback and i felt like it kind of hurt the reaction to this matchup that would have kind of been more of you know i think the crowd would have been more invested into this matchup based on the history between these two teams dating back to last summer but i feel like the character kind of took them out of it and they didn't know how to really react to it so that's my only kind of nitpick on the match, but what they put out there was a solid effort, and Catch-2-2 winning back the Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Championships makes a whole lot of sense. They are the aces, the anchors of this division, so it makes sense to put the titles back on them. And you know what's funny is I said Catch-22, and I know it's Catch-2-2, you know, but I'm trying to stay awake here it's, it's but, fine uh, we, it's numbers yeah. man no we can't yeah. deal with numbers, numbers. We all, we uh, all I have a hard hour sleep. what are we doing yeah i have a hard time with numbers and letters so it's okay i mean that's what we're going with but uh scott how do you what do you think of this yeah i think uh the the problem i had definitely was like the whole tjp thing because i thought it was cool right i thought the whole character was cool but it was like so out of nowhere and I, th I think SP3 is absolutely right. I think it's like, 
I don't think anyone was knowing what to expect because it just it just happened, right? It just kind of happened. There was no like true buildup. I understand he went, he got buried in a coffin, but there was no like tease other than like the one thing Francesco Akira said at the press conference yesterday. And if you didn't pay attention to the press conference, ah, hell, if you did pay attention to the press conference, you still have no idea what it meant. Uh, but overall, like I thought the match was a fine opener. It's it it's there to do exactly what it did, right? Kind of start the crowd off hot with some cool moves on the outside and so on and so forth. It's not the best junior tag team title match that we've gotten at a Wrestle Kingdom. There's just so many in the past that I think have beaten this, but it did its job. And honestly, I think that's really all we can ask for from a match like that. I think oh, last man. year with Kachu 2 versus Leo yeah. was better. Oh, absolutely. I it, Not even close, truthfully. But uh, <laughs> still, still did the job. And I think Catch 2 2, honestly, is like one of the better tag teams in wrestling these days. So it's nice to see them get the belts back, even if we have a fiend character now in New Japan. Mm. Yeah, I thought the match was pretty good, and you know that that was I was surprised to see. Um, I was surprised to see War Dogs lose. I really was. I, I think that it's it's Wrestle Kingdom, so it's usually the time to uh, make the change uh, with the titles, and we saw that a lot on the show. Uh, and also, I felt like the Billy Club War Dogs they did enough with those uh, junior heavyweight tag team titles. They won them back at Independence Day in July of 2023, so they got a good six month reign with them. So I felt like it was time. That's why I predicted I predicted uh, Catch Two Two to win here. All right. So after that, we had Zack Saber Jr. defending his North or defending his New Japan Pro Wrestling's World Television Championship against Hiroshi Tanahashi. You know, every time Saber is in a match, I'm I'm excited to watch it. Tanahashi, um, he's getting on up there. The president, he uh, as I tweeted out, he uh, he triple Hanahashi it. So put the, <laughs> the bosses in charge. So he got the. I mean, I'm joking, but. He got the victory. I like this match. SP3, what do you think? Oh, I thoroughly enjoyed this matchup to the point that I was shocked to learn that this was only eight minutes because it just flew by. It was just so fast. But I, I like by the end of it, I was like, oh, that had to be over 10 minutes, right? And it was like, no, 828. I was like, that's probably one of the best eight-minute matches I've ever seen. They just they did not waste any time. It was a technical wrestling clinic between two of the very best. Do I agree with Tadahashi winning here? No, because Zack Sabre Jr. was my favorite champion in all of wrestling, and what a run that he had, a full year, 17 successful defenses, just an iconic run to really establish this title. And now it goes to Tadahashi, who can now be a flag bearer and a kind of a a litmus test for the young stars to finally dethrone this title and finally a young star win this title that was introduced for the young stars. Scott. Yeah, I think the way I, I look at it in two ways, not just like the winner, but also the match itself. And I think Tanahashi in a 15 minute time limit match is actually like a perfect role for him right now. He doesn't have to do the big buildup. You saw it in this match, eight minutes, didn't feel like eight minutes. He got all of his stuff in and I was very entertained. I think with Zack Sabre Jr., my hope 
with him losing is that he is now going to go up the card because yes. the likes of Will Ospreay's gone. Spoiler alert, Tamatonga's now gone. You know, like people are leaving. And Zack Sabre Jr. has long been one of, if not arguably, the best international talents in this company. I know Osprey gets the favoritism there, obviously, but I think if you put Zack in these big roles, especially after this television title reign, he's going to absolutely succeed. So that's what I'm hoping is the reason we took the belt off of him. Uh, the match itself, so good. The first, I'd say, very good to great match of this show. It it was shocking only because, you know, it went eight minutes, right? But it was, it just packed in so much excellent wrestling. And I'm hoping, I'm hoping that this means that one of those Rewa Three Musketeers or Yu Yu Amora, of course, uh, can get the title from Tanahashi because I think that would be a big win for one of them. Uh, the first person I thought of was Suji because I just feel like Suji in these 15 minute sprints will be a perfect fit but i'm happy with any of them at this point because i just want one of them someone of the young crew to get a damn title please um well you know if you want to last more than eight minutes we have a sponsor for you so here you go hello do you have a limp penis a difficulty getting it erect boy do i have a product for you bluechew.com and the code fightful will help fix that. Blue Chew has the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work, but they work a lot faster because it's a chewable. It's also much more affordable. Use that promo code FIGHTFUL. Get your first shipment free. Just pay $5 shipping. One of the best parts, it's discreet. No awkward in-person doctor's visits. You don't have to go to the pharmacy. It ships straight to your door when approved by an online physician. You want to check this out. It will help you. It is a good product. It will make your sex life better. Bluechew.com, the code Fightful. That lasted longer than, the, than that match did. So, uh-huh. Uh, but yeah, so, I thought that was perfect timing for it. So I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it seemed right. It seemed right. I'm happy I could lay that up for you. Uh, you but did. I'll, I'll, I will uh, take us to the next match, uh, which was Yoda Suji versus Yuya Uemura. Uh, for me, this was a big, big match. Not just because I'm excited for the young guys in this company, but Yuya Uemura needed this match. Like I can't stress that enough. This was a match. He desperately needed to deliver in. And ultimately, I still felt like Yoda Suji was the star of the match. However, however, Uemura gets the win in what I thought was a great closing stretch by him. And those are the baby steps we need, right? I thought the match was very good. And it's just the beginning between these two, right? You, you would think sometime in the next five to ten years, these two are main eventing this show, if all goes right. At least I'd hope so. Um, SP3, what were your thoughts? I've said it once, I'll say it again. Yoda Suji not only will be main eventing a Wrestle Kingdom in the future, he should have main evented this show because he should have <laughs> beaten Sonata back at Dominion 2023. Amen. That magical but, moment at the end would not have been the same. 
hey, I don't care about no magical moment. I do. <laughs> I don't care about Cody's story. I don't care about Sonata's magical moment. I care about. It was actually about magic. Naito's, my guy. Um, I mean, you got to care about Naito. Naito got his roll call. That's, he would have got his roll call still if he first. No, no, yeah. clearly yeah. it wouldn't have. <laughs> because he, Naito didn't mention Sonata in the roll call. He said, thank you, but I'm not even going to mention you in the roll call. Um, but, uh, the, the Suji uh, Uramura matchup was really good. I, I do agree with Scott. Suji just had me throughout this matchup just being like, man, I don't think there's anyone else in the business that has a better moveset than this kid. The way he does stuff, the moves that he does it, the sequence in which he does it are just top notch. It's one of a kind. And that's what makes him like the instant star, young star of New Japan Pro Wrestling, where I wouldn't be surprised if he made a vetted Wrestle Kingdom 19. I would also wouldn't be surprised if these two guys faced again at a Wrestle Kingdom for the IWGP Heavyweight Championship because they showed what type of potential they have. Yuromura is just a natural baby face. He shows uh, kind of traits of Hiroshi Tanahashi as well as with the arm drags, Ricky Steamboat, like commentary said. And I just thought that they made they had really good chemistry together in this matchup. Yeah, I thought it was a great match. Um, you pretty much nailed everything that I was thinking so great match overall absolutely but i know we got to talk about this next match even though i really don't want to it was house of torture evil and ren narita versus kaito kiyomiya and shoto aminu I don't mean to say Shoto Aminu and Kaito Kiyomiya's names with so much less enthusiasm, as I said, every other name on this show. But, spoiler alert, guys, this is the worst match on the show. This was, this was, this was, after the matchup, most people that I heard were just like, well, that was, that was a decent angle, but as a match, uh, it was subpar. Scott, what did you think about this one? House of Torture getting the win, Ren Narita. Well, you know what they always say: the house always wins, baby. I was a fan of this match. I actually like this better than the tag title match, which bored me to sleep. Um, yeah, that's right, that's right, that's right. Uh, you know what's one thing I did see in this match though? That how far ahead Shota Umino is from Ren Narita, much like. Suji is from Yu Yu Amora. I was like, okay, so those two that lost in these two matches, they should be the ones in the Tokyo Dome main event next year. That's what I'm yeah. thinking. Um, I I don't think you wait for that. I think you know Naito loses probably to Suji, or no, that makes more sense. That that's more fun storyline wise. Um, and then you know Umino wins the G one, and we're we're on our way. However, uh, I love seeing Kaito Kimiya in the Tokyo Dome. There's not enough. Kaito Kiyomiya in big matches, I think, because his own promotion doesn't treat him that way all the time. And he felt like a big star here. Um, I never have that much of a problem with the House of Torch stuff. I understand why people do, because it gets repetitive, especially if you watch over and over and over again. Um, I think they actually did a better job on the Noah show the other day than they did here, because you know they lost on the Noah show. Uh, they didn't lose here, but um, overall, I'm entertained for what's next more than anything with Ren and Shota because I think what they have is funny. However, very funny that Ren Narita is winning with a Bella Buster. 
Didn't see that coming. The X Factor. <laughs> Come on, sir. Don't well, don't don't tell everybody how old you are and why you're using Bella Buster. If it I helps, I did say X Factor first to my friend, but I was like, no, we're changing this to the Bella Buster because it's ten times funnier. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, overall, thought it was like SP3 said it was it was a match. <laughs> you it was know. there. <laughs> it was it there. But yeah, overall. No problem with it. So uh, I'm going to need somebody else to take over for a second. My computer's acting yeah, up. I got gotcha. you. Um, next up was the never open weight championship match of Shingo Takagi versus Tamatanga. And I'm just going to say it now going into this match. I was like, ah, okay. Same. Same. And then they killed it because Shingo Takagi's one of the all time greats, baby. This was a Shingo Takagi performance and a half. I give Tamatanga credit too, but he said he's leaving, so I don't have to. Um, which was crazy, by the way, because Shingo was so good in this match, and then he lost, and I was like, uh, okay. And then, you know, the press conference, but I thought Shingo once again proved that he should be at the top of this card, not in the middle or in the Rambo. He should be back in the top three matches because he's one of the very, very best. And I'm hoping maybe he gets away from the never. You look at that global heavyweight title. uh, You look at the IWGP world heavyweight title and you just let him go get them because that's what he should be doing. He's one of the very best. And he showed it here. This match, this match was the match on the show that completely over delivered completely in every which way in terms of my expectations if you like want to talk stars i was like all right this will be three stars and we'll move on nah nah this was great absolutely could not agree more this is the match that over delivered exceeded my expectations the most and to explain to you guys if you don't watch new japan pro wrestling too often why there was a certain amount of apathy among western fans like myself (laughs) and scott towards this matchup is because we saw in the g1 one of the rare 20 minute time limit draws was this matchup and I think that I'm not alone when I say that match didn't even sniff my top 10 matches of the G1. <laughs> then they had a never open weight championship matchup in October in Las Vegas, Fighting Spirit Unleashed. And they got 27 minutes and it felt like 50. And <laughs> I, it was a good match. Even if I would even go as far as to say it was a very good matchup. But by the end of that matchup, I was like, I never need to see that again. I, I like never, watch Edge and Randy again. I never need to see that again. That was good, but I never need to see that again. And what we found out in this matchup is we found the right time, amount of time to give these guys. <laughs> That's what we found out in this matchup. The right amount of time to give these guys was around 13 to 15 minutes because they can have an absolute banger that was all thriller no filler we got high impact moves the reversals the counters the 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 made in japan into the freaking gun stun was one of the best reversals on this damn show and the dsd the j driller at the end i just like oh my god you just crushed this man's skull in the mat that was just great. This is the Tamatanga that I want to see more from the look and presentation with the beard and stuff. I said immediately on our live stream over on True Heat, I was like, yes, this Tama. That's Tama. He's got the facial hair back. 
I was like, it was all cool with the baby face. You're a baby face now. You got to have an actual baby face. But this is the look I need. He was aggressive. Mm -hmm. He was hard hitting. He felt like he was in. He felt like he fit in the never open way BMF division in this matchup. And then he turns around after and says, oh, you know what? I don't really want to be here. This is my last month in New Japan. Crazy. What? And apparently they're all apparently the reports are saying he decided that stuff during the match or after the matchup because he did not tell New Japan this. What is going on? You know why? You know why he did it? Because he's like, I'm never topping this match. I gotta go. <laughs> Man, I'm a I'm a Tamatonga guy, so I, I don't I was surprised when I heard that. And I found out probably fifteen minutes after I posted because I was just busy like with the, mm. the watch along and i decided to just click on fightful and jeremy's putting stuff out there and i'm like wow okay i'm not really expecting i'm like well why the hell they put the title on them then yeah so yeah but then you won the title and it's like all right i'm done <laughs> hey we got a super we got a super chat from luis uh bullying works it sure does <laughs> it's crazy to me gotta, it just doesn't make sense though we got a head bully uh maggie helping us out thank you maggie. yeah thank you maggie um i i will say i agree with scott as well this is like the second matchup where a singles champion lost and i was like okay now they go up the card first it was zach in the yeah. Hiroshi Tanahashi match, I was like, okay, he immediately, he should be Naito's yeah. first challenger for the IWGP uh, World Heavyweight Championship. And Shingo actually owns a victory over David Finley in the G1. So if they didn't do the angle after that match that they did, I immediately, after the, the <laughs> loss for Shingo, I was like, yeah. throw him in the Global Heavyweight, uh, Global Heavyweight Championship scene and have him beat David yeah. Finley. Get that title off of him. They picked a different uh, route for that one. <laughs> Slightly different. Slightly Which different. I'm very excited for because I've committed to the bit at this point. <laughs> so, yeah, and, and after this match, we saw Nick uh, Nimeth and his brother Ryan, a.k.a. Dolph Ziggler, um, show up at ringside. I was, uh, what would, SP3, what'd you think of that? I was absolutely shocked. I was like very much up. I was like, I was like, what the hell is that? Dolph Ziggler? I was like, first, first I saw Ryan Nemeth, and I was like, why do we care if he's here? And then I was like, wait, but who's that next one? The camera oh, that's did it. His brother. Okay. That's his brother. No, it's because he had a bright pink shirt. Yeah. He stood yeah. out much more yeah. immediately. If yeah. you're if you're just watching visually, he stood out way more than his brother. But then you realize, oh no, that's the person I'm supposed to be paying attention to. Oh, he's here, Do- Dolph Ziggler, Nick Nemeth. It took me literally. I'm like I said, I was doing a watch along over on True Hill Heat, and it looked, took me maybe like 10, 15 minutes to stop calling him Ryan Nemeth or Dolph Ziggler, and finally call him Nick Nemeth for the first time because I think that I I am. Yeah. I, I have been calling him Dolph Ziggler for nearly two decades. I don't know <laughs> if that's going to end. Like, I very quickly was able to go from Edge to Adam Copeland because I feel like that's so much different. But because it's Dolph Ziggler to Nick Nemeth, and there's already a Ryan Nemeth, if I don't call him Dolph Ziggler, I want to call him Ryan Nemeth. So it's, yeah, yeah it's just, it's a very interesting conundrum with this whole thing for me personally seeing it was just it, yeah it's just a, like a surreal moment of seeing Dolph Ziggler after so long not in a WWE setting but in New Japan it was a pleasant surprise 
Yeah, it was cool. I liked it myself. Um, Scott? I've committed to the bit, like I said. Uh, Zigzag 2024 is now in. And uh, it's funny because they walked out right during the tag title match. I was like, oh, all right. A Nemeth tag team title challenge. That's fine. I immediately went from uh, the Nemeth going for yeah. the titles to, oh, Nick Nemeth versus VLP would be great, though. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Well, the funny thing was, and then they, like, I saw them the next match. I was like, oh, he did. He didn't leave? Like, you know, when you bring someone out, they usually take off. And I was like, oh, maybe he just wanted to chill and watch the show. That's kind of weird. And, of course, we saw why. Uh, but I'm very excited to see what a determined Dolph, sorry, Nick Nemeth. I'll, I'll figure out someday. I'm very determined to see what that looks like because it's been so long. Uh, you know, in his day, which was years ago at this point, not because his doing by the way you know you don't get put on tv you can't do much uh but when he was at the top of his game he was great and i have committed to the idea that if this is like one of their new replacements and he stays for more than just a match with david finley which god willing i hope he is um i think this is exciting for new japan you know they're kind of in the need for these new international guys with osprey out and tamatanga out and i think uh I think Nick Nemeth's definitely interesting at the very least. I, I can't wait to see uh, if he's around a lot, um, but I'm hoping he is because it's just different and so unexpected, which makes it so much fun. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, and then we had the after after that we had the basically. Jesus. The IWGP and uh, New you. Japan Strong Openweight Tag Team Championship matchup. Winner takes all. Gorillas of Destiny, El Fantasmo and Hikaleo versus Bishamon, Hiroki Goto, and Yoshihashi. Um, this match didn't get as much time as I thought it should have because yeah. of the you know the stakes on the line. Um, there, of course, their World Tag League matchup, which was forty minutes was much better than this one. I just thought that this was a good matchup, but I I was I was waiting for like the next gear for it to go and then it just kind of ended. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um I, I couldn't fully invest myself into this match because one I knew who was winning because the IWGP tag titles do not ever get successfully defended at this damn show so i was like all right yellow pianicaleo let's win already so we can move on um and i think you're absolutely right I, I just don't think they got the time to get going and i think based off of their tag league final match which was far better than this uh they need the time to make it work between these two teams and I also just didn't like the finish, like the the Hikaleo dive from the top that kind of looked really bad and just ended. I was like, okay, sure. Uh, but, you know, it's fine. Not everything needs to hit for me on this show. Everything after this hit for me on this show, so it's okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, overall, I thought it was it was fine. You know, Gorilla's a destiny who just did an interview with Sean Ross Sapp on Fightful about a week ago. Check that out. They hinted that their contracts might be coming up. So that's pretty interesting, too. Maybe they'll uh, make the decision tomorrow for fun. Yeah. Just like Tamatonga did. Follow his footsteps. <laughs> all the gorillas. All the gorillas heading out. <laughs> yeah, they've had enough. Uh, 
So we move move on to the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship. Hiromu Takahashi taking on El Desperado. This match was fun, I thought. Scott, what do you think? Finally, the best junior in the world. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. But the question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com slash Fightful. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Holds the junior heavyweight championship. El Desperado. It's been a long time coming. It's been a long time coming that he finally beats Hiromu in the title match. I've needed this. You know, with Hiromu defending, I needed this at Wrestle Kingdom specifically because it, it's all the more important. They packed a punch in this match. They didn't get, you know, the 25, 30 minutes that, you know, maybe you'd get a classic like they have delivered before. But they didn't need that. They put everything they needed to make this work on this card. The crowd was super into it. El Desperado looks like a megastar, as always. Haromu was Haromu. Um, and I just thought this was really, really great um, in terms of like just getting us back to that Wrestle Kingdom feel. I thought that's what this did, right? El Desperado attacking Haromu from the get-go and then just going from there. Um, really enjoyed this and I'm really happy Despy is the champion now because I'm very excited for what his reign could 
turn out to be, especially after what I thought was overall a pretty great Hiromu run until like the second half of last year where it started to kind of disappear. I'm expect I, I'm expecting New Japan the second half uh-huh. of 2023. Yeah, I'm <laughs> expecting Despy to have a great year, especially with so many possibilities and best of super juniors, much like last year. I really enjoyed this one. Uh, I would say that this was the second uh, great matchup on the show after Shingo and Tama. Uh, These guys got less than 15 minutes, and it was all down to pacing. They paced this one perfectly, where it hit the crescendo right at the ending, and it just made sense when uh, <laughs> when Desperado first goes, hits Pinche Loco and gets the near fall, and then just says, no, I'm going to drop you on your head, and then hits you with Pinche Loco again, immediately going back to that finish. I, I love that finish uh, for the matchup. And it made it made Desperado look very strong, and I agree with uh, Scott. Desperado has been one of the big, one of the best junior heavyweights out there. He was my pick to win the best of the Super Juniors last year. I was so disappointed when he came up short in the semifinals. This makes sense here, and now he is two and zero against Hiromu Takahashi at the Tokyo Dome at Wrestle Kingdom. Two years ago, as champion, he successfully defended the title against Hiromu, and now here he beats Hiromu, ending Hiromu's greatest reign of his career as IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champion, one full year as champion, and stopping Hiromu from getting his title defense record, which was the whole theme of this reign for him. So Desperado kind of furthered his rivalry with Hiromu while having a great match in the process. Yeah. So uh, before we go to our next one, we have a super chat here. Um, I would say this name, but I would I would not do you any favor. Vallabi. Vallabi. So. Oh, that. Thank you, because I was not I was not close. Uh, so odd. The Nimitz had nothing to do with the tag match, but instead it was all about the global championship and Finley. That was that's what surprised me too. I mean, I think it surprised. Yeah. So, man, it, that I just was not. I was expecting the same thing you guys were with the tag team. I that's who I thought they were there for. But we will move on to the IWGP Global Championship with Will Ospreay, John Moxley, and David Finley. SP3, what'd you think of this? Now, so like I said, Tama Chingo, great match. Hiromu Despi great match this was another level up this was spectacular at times breathtaking at times thrilling and i love the simple storytelling of they set everything up in the press conference with osprey suggesting this whole ceasefire with david finley but they really set this all up with how they they Introduced this matchup back at Power Struggle, where they had the big stare down, like we were going to set up a big Wrestle Kingdom matchup between Osprey and Moxley and David Finley. The inconvenience of it all had to insert himself in this, and that's how the story of the match was. It was like Moxley and Osprey did not want Finley in this match. They had much rather face each other and much rather have great sequences where you get uh, uh, 
Death Rider into a hidden blade. You get you get the reversals. You get the counter work. Anytime Osprey and, and Moxley were going at it, it was just artistry. And then David Finley would just stick his nose in the business. And the best part is when they were going through the strike exchange. And Finley just comes in, hits most guys. They, they're just looking at him like, dude, like, we don't want to deal with you. And he has to spit at them for them to finally hit him. It was just, I was just loving every single moment of this matchup. David Finley picking up the win. I was totally fine with, I knew that was going to be the result in the end. And I thought they told a great story getting there. This was fantastic. A fantastic three-way where all three guys came out of the matchup the better for it. Scott? Uh, I loved everything about this match except for when the War Dogs showed up. I felt like I, because I was so into it, right? And I thought Moxley had like an especially fantastic showing this match. I think Death Rider Mox is the best Mox, which might be a hot take, uh, just because of how great he is in AW, obviously. But every time he's in New Japan, it's just different. Uh, but this match was going, 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 incredible pace, incredible pace. And then the War Dogs walked out. I was like, time out. When did they become House of Torture? Um, because I know like people hate House of Torture, and I was like, I know I'm gonna see on in like two seconds, they're gonna look on the timeline, and people are gonna be like, Oh, but we love the war dogs. I was right, I was right, of course they did. And I was like, This is the same exact thing. The only good thing about this was how the way Alex Collin fell through the table. I thought that was hysterical. Uh, but overall, the match is great, so it's okay. Um, David Finley winning expected. Obviously, he's the only signed talent to New Japan Pro Wrestling. So why wouldn't you put the new title on the guy that signs New Japan Pro Wrestling? I was really hoping for it to go to Osprey to Okada, but uh, I dreamt a little too much. Okada won another belt. I know, silly me. You don't deal with those those smaller belts. But I uh, also agree with you that Coglin falling through the table. That is that was the best sequel. To Osprey getting his brain splattered through the table last year by Omega. That was the nice little sequel that it was Osprey <laughs> that did that to Coglin. So his ass is through the table. That's great stuff. Great moment. It, great thing. It was that unofficial payback for him, even though you know it wasn't. It wasn't uh, Kenny, but you know you have to put the belt on Finley. And I'll tell you what, I'm definitely interested in the next matchup just for. Pure wonder with Nick Nemeth because I was not expecting that one. <laughs> I kind of did though, because they didn't do the angle after the tag team. Sure. Matchup. Yeah. So immediately, I think it was like before this matchup on our watch along, I was like, so like, is Nick Nemeth still out there? Are they going to do like something with them? Yeah. Because I don't think they really set up anything with the tag team titles. And then he was still sitting there, and David Finley comes right over, gets starts talking trash. Nick Nemeth gets up. They start talking trash to each other. We get a pull-apart brawl between one another. And that seems like it sets up maybe Battle in the Valley. Battle mm-hmm. in the Valley, the first global championship matchup. Nick Nemeth versus David Finley. And we want a little fact. The last title match Finley had, Fit, Fit Finley, was against Dolph Ziggler in WWE. So, ha! How about that? <laughs> that's, that's great. That's where, the, that's where the story is going, so... I need David's to gonna finish the story. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna do it for his daddy first. <laughs> yeah. oh, God. 
but before we go to the next match, let's hear from our last sponsor, Bet Online. Hey guys, I'm here to tell you about BetOnline.ag, the official betting partner of Fightful. It's not just an online platform. They've been trusted for over 25 years. They boast a focus on the player approach and have built their reputation on offering their clients nothing but the best. From cutting edge technology to enticing promotions and the latest sports betting odds. Whether it be wrestling, MMA, boxing, or football, baseball, basketball, or racing, anything you can think of, all major sporting events are covered by BetOnline.ag. Fast payouts, highest credit card acceptance industry-wide, safe and secure online environments, and their live betting feature allows you to bet on your favorites weekly and easily and in real time. BetOnline.ag. That's where we're going at Fightful. That's where we suggest you go as well. That's where we get all of our odds at. BetOnline.ag. Only bet what you can and please bet responsibly. So there you go. So this next match had two guys that are pretty good. A guy named Okada and a guy named Danielson. Brian Danielson. These two. Man, I, I hope. I, I I hope Okada arm is okay. <laughs> um, Dan, Danielson, I, he just looked lost at the end. Like he didn't know where to go, which is normal for most of the Wrestle Kingdom matches. They don't know where to go because it's very confusing. But SP3, what do you think of this match that we were all waiting for? Absolutely outstanding from these two guys. When you have such lofty expectations, it's very easily that you can fall beneath that. And I think that through no fault of their own, that's what happened to them at Forbidden Door due to the injury that Brian suffered. But the way they have used that as the story crust for this matchup and the buildup to this matchup, and then how that story translated into the match you couldn't have painted that or laid that out better. Like the crowd was into every moment, the selling, the offense of Ryan on the arm, the brutality, the kicks. Oh my God. Those violent kicks where you could just, you felt it because of, because of Okada's selling and his facial expression, the grimace on his face, you felt your own arm and the numbing sensation the tingling that Okada was probably feeling he made you feel all of that due to his selling due to Brian's just physical nature in which that he was in this matchup this is the American dragon Brian Danielson this is the Brian Danielson I was introduced to back in 2005 2006 in ring of honor when he was the biggest dickhead the biggest asshole in the world and just talking trash throughout the matchup and just physically dissecting his opponent that's what he did to Kashiko Okada in this matchup and Okada put on one of his best selling performances I think he's ever done because Okada is can sometimes fall victim to the babyface comeback syndrome of oh yeah you've been working my arm the whole matchup but now I can do all these moves with my damn arm or what Dustin Rose did at AEW World's End I would never forgive Dustin Rose you've been in the business for 50 years you had no business take getting your ankle broken and by a cinder block and then doing a Canadian destroyer I will never forgive Dustin Rose for that but what Kashiko Okada did was teach Dustin Rhodes, this is how you sell an injury. 
This is how you do it. Where even at the end, when I use my arm for my finisher, I'm selling the arm on the pinfall. This was five stars, the best match of 2024. And I will probably be in December of the 2024 saying that this is still in my top five. This was perfection. Man, you, you, and the, I like Stephen A. Smith, but you sounded just like him for like about 15 seconds, and I absolutely loved it. Thing, where yeah, you just wanted to yeah, when you, you just, <laughs> I, I, I was like, is that, is that Stephen A.? Like, I mean, that's how close it was. That was good, but uh, Scott, yeah, I, I, I can't believe I have to follow him. Um, <laughs> that's tough, but well, yeah, at least you're not like. Uh, who's who's the guy on Fox uh, that nobody likes? Skip. So you're not oh, Skip. Yeah. So that's good. Ah, there you go. I'm not Skip. Thank God. Uh, yeah, I don't have I don't have a clashing opinion here like Skip would. No, this was <laughs> this was everything that everyone wanted it to be the first time around. But it's it, the stakes are raised. No, listen. No offense to Toronto. I, I I don't mean it this way. But there's nothing like the Tokyo Dome, and there's nothing like Okada in the Tokyo Dome. In every preview I did heading into this show, I couldn't stress enough that this is two all-time greats going head to head in what I think is the you know one of the two superior places a match could be held. It's either this or Cork and all, truthfully, for me or Rio Goku. Rio Goku is also phenomenal. Um, and this was, like I just said phenomenal uh it can't it can't be uh overstated how much of a prick brian danielson is he he had these fans chanting yes before the match even started and once that bell rang he said i'm gonna make you hate me i'm gonna make you despise me because i'm going to destroy your favorite and I've never seen Okada destroyed like that. But the beauty of Kazuchika Okada is that when he comes back, he comes back with just this great baby face momentum. And like SP3 said, that didn't come at the um, extent, uh, you know, it, he didn't ruin the work that was done. The arm was still gone, right? The elbow drop, that arm was killing him. The first Rainmaker, that arm was killing him. And that last Rainmaker, he had nothing left in that arm. I would love to see him just not use that arm at New Year's Dash at this point because he's got no arm left. He used a bit of it left. I love how the first Rainmaker was like if you're like in the trenches and you're taking a whole bunch of bullets and you yeah. just have a big, one big gun and you're just... <laughs> Just to give yeah. you some room. That's what it was. Like, it he just was. pulled it out. He was like, oh, God. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. It, like, Monty, Monty Python. Like, oh, it's just a flesh wound. And then, like, oh, there goes another limb. Yeah, like, so. the, the creativity of this match, the, in, in many ways, the simplicity of this match, to, to run back some previous moments from their first one. Uh, but when Okada ripped that eye patch off and started absolutely pounding on poor Danielson. I was like, here we go. This is it. This is it. We reached we reached the pinnacle, right? We reached where we wanted this match to reach. Uh just tremendous Okada in the Tokyo Dome, Danielson in the Tokyo Dome. We're probably never gonna get either this match again or Danielson in the Tokyo Dome. So if you didn't watch it, go watch it. If you did watch it, go watch it again. Watch. I know I will when I you know I'm not sleep deprived. 
Um, and, and relish it, relish yeah. it, because man, this is you don't get professional wrestling this good too often, and on this stage when it mm-hmm. when the when the wrestling is this good on this stage, and there's just so many different moments throughout the matchup, like you said, the the elbow drop callback, the the, the drop every time Okada hits a drop kick, I'm just uh, I'm just utterly amazed at the timing and when he hits it, and the the psycho knee, he hits the first psycho knee on the floor. And he just hits oh, it, just crazy. goes right into uh, Okada's ribs. Oh man, there's so many great moments in this matchup. This is a must watch match. This is the bar set for the match of the year right now. You know, I, I wasn't going to click on this, but what do you think of this? And what do you think of my dog jumping in there? Well, only, right. only reason I might not be down for that is because I feel like Brian needs to face. Someone from the UK, either Will Ospreay or Nigel McGuinness. Okay, yeah. I'll give you that. That does make sense. Or, um, or you, they just do what they did with Forbidden Door this year and what they did with uh, Wrestle Dream this year, and you just run back the matches you wanted to do the year prior, and they do Danielson and Omega too. Yeah, at all. That's what I thought they should do, especially if I don't know what his last like year or whatever is i've yet to figure out what danielson meant like was it a year to the day or was it all of 2024 whatever it is if we don't get him in omega one more time but in a commercial free setting i'm gonna be pissed yes i'm gonna be pissed so i need that i think all is the perfect place for that especially after right the build to this year i think the fans over there deserve kenny and Danielson, but uh, if Okada Danielson three is another option, I mean, I'm not gonna, yeah, I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna complain. I just feel like yeah. there's like three or so options I, that are better. I think if Tony Khan had the option to use Okada at all in, he would probably run back Kenny and Okada if he oh could. Oh my god, imagine yeah. he got to now, he doesn't, he just gotta announce that. Don't even, yeah, no, just, just, just announce, announce that, announce it like three months in advance. When you're like when you're like forty thousand in, and you want to yep. you want to boost that number to like seventy thousand, announce Okada and Omega Five. Man, I hope we get five one day. I don't know when. Weird, my my nibbles got really sensitive when you guys started talking about that. I'm excited. Uh, <laughs> my nipples started rubbing against my shirt. Yeah, it's like nipples. whoa, what's I'm going feeling on? All here, boy? Weird. <laughs> yeah, this is a new feeling. All right. <laughs> Well, we might as well. T- I'm talking about my main event. Let's go ahead and talk about the main event. Whew. Uh, man, I really enjoyed this match. And uh, Sonata, Naito, SP3, what do you think? No one. No one. I don't think there's like anyone. You could tell me. Oh, WWE fans, they love Cody Rhodes or they love LA Knight. You could tell me AEW fans just absolutely adore Orange Cassidy or they love the elite. You could tell me all of that. You tell me how much Impact fans love Motor City Machine Guns. You could tell me, it don't matter what promotion you tell me. There is no type of connection like Naito and these New Japan fans. Like you would think that this is like the son of Jesus Christ himself 
coming out <laughs> into the Tokyo Dome, the way these fans are chanting Naito, and how they are just completely invested to every twist and turn of this matchup. And, like, I was, like, somewhat like vaguely into the matchup at the beginning. I think I was just coming off the high of a five-star all-time Tokyo Dome matchup with one my favorite wrestler of all time, Brian Danielson, and my favorite Japanese wrestler of all time, Kashiko Okada. So it took me some time to get into this matchup, but I thought I thought that these two guys worked really well with one another, and I felt like they saved their best match for the biggest stage possible. I've seen them have matches in the G1. I saw the match earlier this year in the New Japan Cup. That was really, really good. But this felt like an excellent, great Tokyo Dome main event matchup that Naito, the fans were just rallying behind him. And although he wasn't facing a prototypical heel, you can tell who the babyface was to these fans. And I thought that Sonata held his own and arguably had the best performance of his title reign in his final title defense. So hats off to both guys here. All right, Scott. SP3, I told you. I told you before this show really got going, right? Because I know you were down on the Sonata build. I think everyone was down on the Sonata build. But I said to you, there's nothing like a Tetsuya Naito main event. And before the bell even rang to start this match, I felt like I was right. Because like you said, wrestling fans love their favorite wrestlers, but Japanese fans love Naito like no one else. And that crowd, you know, you if you watched this whole show, you would have thought the crowd was sometimes a clapping crowd from for some matches. And then Naito came out there and you were like, oh, we're back to the peak of of these crowds because it was incredible. It was infectious. You got lost in the match in the best way possible. Uh, there is something, it, this is like, if you watch like anything with like Mystico in CMLL, it's a lot like that. If, if you're, you know, if you're new, to it, new it's like, it's like, cause I just saw the movie. It's like the Von Erickson. Yes, game. exactly. It's that's what Naito. That's exactly. Like, that's the closest form in North America that I've seen. Right. It's it's the the wrestler that people can get behind. They don't care what the matches. They don't. They just want to see their favorite win. And I'm pretty sure some point in this match, Sonata's shoulder went out. Truthfully, like because there were a few points where they were trying to do something and he just could yeah. not do it. But they worked through it. And again, those closing minutes were perfection. And Naito getting that win, man, it was magic that naito magic there's just something about it and this was the last shot i think that's what makes this so special right naito's never doing this again he's never getting the roll call again this was it this was it for one of the greatest of all time truthfully this was his last major moment he's gonna hold this title till however long he's gonna put over someone new and it's gonna be great but he got his roll call because of it and that post match my god it was perfect. I just sat there. I was like, listen, I know people hate the House of Torture. You're supposed to hate the House of Torture. But this was perfect. Because I, will, I will say, though. I, I You wanted to I, kill someone. I, yeah, I wanted to kill someone. But in the best way possible. Yes. Because I knew what was coming. I was yep. like, I was like nah, they, they can't do that again. Right. They can't do they it knew. Again. They knew people were waiting. And they did it so quickly. 
And then when Sonata came flying from the screen, it was perfectly shot. I jumped out of my seat. Listen, people, I have no energy left in my body. I am fading as I speak here. But when <laughs> Sonata showed up, I leaped out of my chair. And it was perfect, right? Because that the reason they did that was to get all of LIJ included, even the former members in those two. Those two were core members of LIJ, Evil and Sonata. And Sonata, you know, pretty much, you know, him and Naito having that moment, then walking away in tears, like, man, you got to feel for that guy. But uh, it was perfectly done. And then we got the roll call, and I was like, all right, this is perfect. I'm done. I don't care. Match is great, by the way. Like, even with the few slip-ups, it was still a great main event and fitting of the main event because nothing was matching the Naito, right? Like, you know, you know, like, Western fans would be like, oh, but Daniel Sinner, yeah, it doesn't no, matter. No, no. Does not matter. Domestic fans, it's Naito and then everyone else. Exactly. <laughs> that's that's yeah. their, their guy. To answer uh, Maggie in the chat, uh, Sonata held the title for nine months. He is the longest reigning IWGP World Heavyweight Champion of all time. And, uh, uh, I mean, to be fair, it hasn't been the, the, the best. He's not the worst. Reign. He's not the worst IWGP World Heavyweight Champion in history because, you know, evil came out to remind everybody. <laughs> so Ibushi had it for like two seconds. I, I mean, Ibushi was much better than, uh, than Sonata. Well, I mean, hey, uh, hey, hey, hey. Ibushi I mean, had it for one match. Hey, I, I hey, I rather I rather a short run that has yeah, good matches true. than a long run where that's all true. the good matches was at the beginning. That's true. <laughs> I'm with you there. I'm with you there. Well, guys, I want to say thank you very much for tuning in to our watch or our post show review for Wrestle Kingdom 18. Overall, grade wise, Scott, what would you give it? And plug your uh, plug your stuff. Yeah, if I can remember any of my stuff, um, <laughs> uh, I would give it a good like B plus A minus. Like I just think it was a very successful show for New Japan. Sets them up for the new year because I know this is the start of the year for a lot of people, like in their wrestling minds. But this is this is the end for new japan tomorrow's a new day for them tomorrow's a new year for them this is when they build to the next wrestle kingdom and i thought it was a great way to uh sure up a lot of things maybe i don't love every champion seeing one of them's leaving uh but uh you know it's fine it's fine uh battle in the valleys in a few weeks i feel like that's gonna have a lot of changes already and i'm very excited for the future with new japan which is what wrestle kingdom should have me be excited for um yeah plugs um check out my stuff at fightful i do a lot of interviews for them uh did a few for the big week of japanese wrestling i did one with kaito kiyomiya one with wakana uehara of tjpw check those out i host a few podcasts including the five-star joshi show if you want to get into joshi wrestling because before this i was awake and watching two other joshi uh, two joshi shows because tjpw and stardom went back to back right before this so if you want to hear about that, uh, go over there. You can just type that into any podcast platform. will come up as Fight Game Media Network. So please listen to that. Otherwise, I'm tired. I'm going to send it over to SB3. Uh, yes, you. thank you guys for having me, Rob, Scott, all of you watching. 
Uh, remember to drop the thumbs up on the video, share with your friends, subscribe if you are new to Fightful Overbook because uh, I am here on Tuesdays where I don't talk about professional wrestling. I just complain about the Los Angeles Lakers and their struggles this season. And then I play the many voices of the male characters on Love is Blind Mobile, along with Cher Delaware and Jeremy Lambert. So, yeah, if, you, if you're into the, any of that type of stuff, check that out. And check out all the great stuff here on Fightful Overbook. You can also see my content over at True Hill Heat Wrestling. I'll be live actually later today. 3.05 p.m. Eastern Time. I usually start at 1, but I need to sleep. Um, so 3.05 p.m. Eastern Time with me and Jimmy Macaram, AE Ramble, the best AEW Dynamite review in the land, where we're going to break down the first edition of AEW Dynamite of 2024. we also going to do an NJPW Wrestle Kingdom 18 review on that channel on Friday, 12.05 p.m. Eastern Time. I'll be joined by J News and Sanal, and we'll break down all the action from Wrestle Kingdom there. So check out the True Hill Heat YouTube channel for most of my stuff, and at True Hill SP3, my Twitter account, where you can see all my star ratings for 2023. That's the pinned comment on my Twitter page. And I definitely recommend checking out like your your pin tweet because I look at that all the time. I think you, you rate matches really well. Guys, you can follow me at Rob Wilkins on X or Twitter. Um, you can follow me on Instagram and threads at Fightful Rob. Every Friday at 3 o'clock Eastern, I do a show called Coexisting with Rob and Maggie. Maggie carries the show. I'm just there for shits and giggles. But want to say thank you for tuning in. We really do appreciate you. I hope you enjoyed Wrestle Kingdom and we will see you soon. So thank you and peace out. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.